Isaiah the sixth chapter. Sister Lisa, don't look like you're gonna have to preach this morning. She was holding me up, but we got both things worked out. If you haven't seen, man, we'll be reading verses 1 through 8. I'll read the first, and you read the second, and so on. Amen. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims, each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, Asha, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is filled full of his glory. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongues from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this, this that hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquities is taken away from thy sins, purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, here am I, send me. Bow your heads all over the building. Most Holy Father, in the name of Jesus, name we pray for this congregation right now. By the unctioning uh, of the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, have your way right now. Bind every spirit in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, set the tone of the atmosphere. Lead us, guide us, O oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, open up our understanding, O oh God. Open up our eyes that we may see. Open up our ears that we may hear. Lord, in the name of Jesus, what you require, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray, O oh God, for those that are in our midst right now. They may be sick in their bodies, oh God. Maybe, oh God, down in their spirit right now. Lord, we pray, oh God, heal them by your word, Lord. Heal them by your power, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray right now, give you a manservant clear of your speech, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said amen. You may be seated. In the presence of the Lord. The subject this morning is Whom shall I send? 
This really is somewhat a continuation from last Sunday. It's dealing with a personal call, a personal commission by God to do what God had designed for an individual to do. A lot of time we spend our life trying to please everybody else but God. We have a tendency even right now to care more about what humanity thinks than what God thinks. You, When you look at the people that are on this planet, even right now, it was designed by God that you and I should be here. And nobody on the planet had ever looked like us, act like us, talk like us, don't even have our blueprint. Because God had so destined you to be you that he had made sure there was no would not be an accident of somebody else being you even when you look at identical twins they may look alike but they still have their own blueprint they may sound alike but they'll never be the same because there's only one you. When we look at what God was doing, he causes our calls folks from the womb. I believe it was uh, uh, Isaiah or Jeremiah. He was, before you know you, you in the womb. In the womb. I call thee. A whole lot of us don't realize that God put us on the earth for difficult times. And whether you realize it or want to own up to the fact that God knew time was going to get bad before you did. And before you realize you made some mistakes, God already knew you were going to make some mistakes. Uh, when you look at the Bible, then sometimes we need to kill this superhero image that we have in the back of our mind. We were born in sin, shaped in iniquity, and in sin did our mother and father conceive us. They weren't holy, so you can't be holy, and you produce kids, they're not going to be holy. They're going to be sinners. But when you look at what God did, he defied the very laws of nature. He called us out of a world that is laden with sin. And we had all the attributes of sinners and he calls us to be holy. You know, it, it ain't go 
God's fault that you can't forget your past. It ain't God's fault that you can't see your future. It ain't God's fault that you can't be, or you feel like you can't become what he has called you. And that's a lot of time that is the problem. You can't forgive yourself enough to move forward in God. And so a lot of times, whether you realize it or not, we go through self-sabotage. Uh, we'll do good a few days and we'll mess up a few days after. In order to give us some validation that I can't do this. But you know, the mere fact that God chose you to do it, God calls you to do it, he erases all of your connections with your, uh, your desires so that you can do it. He don't take them away, but he let us know that when you look at even, I believe it was James and some of the other, they had the same compassion that we have today. They were have the same, even as came to talks about Jesus. He was touched with the feelings of all our infirmities. Jesus had some days he didn't want to go. Jesus had a cross that he didn't want to visit. So we are left without an excuse. And what I like about God, he gives you time to face your excuses. But some of you just face an excuse too long. Even in the call of this man, Isaiah, he said, I am a man of unclean lips. You know your problem. Sometimes that is a problem. You know where you came from, and you don't want to clean up for where you're going. You know the issue. You just don't want to do what it takes to get there. So this man had to face himself before he could meet his God. And God allowed him to acknowledge what his problem was. And this is bad when saints don't want to come clean before God. I ain't telling you to come clean in prayer meeting. They ain't telling you to come clean in testimony service. But you need to have a private time to come clean with God. And that is a real issue this day. Because just like when we were in the world, we hid among people. We hid amongst the stuff. We kept a variety of folks around us. And we were chameleons. We, as we went, went from one group to another, we hid out. Didn't think God was watching us. Didn't think God was on our trail. We hid out 
to make ourselves believe we love them. We, we convince ourselves there was nothing wrong in what we were doing. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. We talk ourselves into that lifestyle. We did just like the folks do today. I was born like this. I, my temper comes from my heritage. I've got an excuse not to change. I've got an excuse not to expect nothing out of God because God don't hear people like me. Self-sabotage. We don't want to accept the call of God. Have you noticed God never called you to cause you or call you rather to stay the same? If you have heard the call of God, it was to come, not to stay. Can I just stay here? But you can never stay where God has called you. And so a lot of times we get lazy. A lot of lazy things. You know, America is the only place where you can become a millionaire overnight. And some of us, if we put forth the effort legally, we can do this. We can do this. You don't know the the theology that the drug man uses, he's a businessman. And actually, he is a businessman. But he won't do it legally, and he won't pay the taxes, and that's where the loophole is. The enemy always feeds you just enough to stay unholy. To stay on the outs with God. You know, we get comfortable on the outs with God rather than on the ends with God. So God begins to cause us to change. Oh, don't tell me you're in here because you got tired of the way you live. That's the biggest lie I've heard somebody say. I got tired of sin and I decided to serve. Ain't nobody in here that got tired of sin because you love that residue that's still hanging on to you. But it was 
to show you I've got bigger and better things for you.
realize that I can't touch God so I've got to be careful how I fly even when God's around he saw God high and lifted up in his chain chain field the, the Holy Ghost had it all wasn't any room for anything to do, 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 do the Holy Ghost have all that is in you or is there still room? You got to have your whole temple filled with the presence of God or any fly by night spirit, any bouncing spirit that's bouncing off the wall or other so-called saints will set down in whom shall I see whom shall go for us so the problem is we don't know how to respond to God we don't know how to respond to our issues because we're still too busy looking at everybody, looking at everybody else. But you still get the call. You still get the commission. Many are called but few are chosen. You can be called to do something and never get it done. That's not God's fault. But you sure don't want to die. Because that's when you have to pay for the opportunities that you had. Wish I had a church here. Whom Shall I say? Sin in the, according to the old Oxford Dictionary, caused to be taken to a particular destination. Where are you going? Arrange for the delay or specifically, or especially. By mail, we send reminders and letters and receive no You think that you, God, can call you? God can choose you? God can give you something to do and you don't have to reply? It's a transitive verb. It is cause, it means to cause to go, such as to propel or to throw in a particular direction. Can you imagine God's throwing you somewhere? I've heard folks say, God sent me. God told me. If God was giving you directions, you need to make sure you do what it is God sent you to do. What do you need to do? 
chances at this. And if you didn't realize it, if you take too much time, God will put you down and pick somebody else up and use them to get done what it is he need done. job for somebody to do. Yeah. You know what a job is, don't you? Something you used to get paid for. But your paycheck is out of this world. So you won't get paid right here in a lot of instances. But sometimes you do and sometimes you don't. But it's up to God. So he's looking for somebody. Maybe he got your name on a particular sign. Maybe he's got your name on a particular destination. Maybe he needs a messenger. Maybe he needs somebody to go visit the sick. He uses men and women in various offices. But he also requires a response. But a lot of us don't want to respond to what it is God is causing us or calling us to do. So when he came down after he had cleaned Isaiah, after he had acknowledged his problems, a live coal off the altar of God, signifying the anointing of God. Are you anointed? A whole lot of folks have missed an opportunity to get anointed. The whole, you can't complete what God has called you to do until you get the anointing. I know the church has caused us to believe the anointing comes to make us shout and the anointing comes to make us feel good. But the anointing comes to break every yoke of the enemy that is hindering the work of the Lord. There used to be a day that a whole lot of folk in the church of God, they were anointed. They used to crave the visitation of God where they would be unsuspectingly in the congregation and they would get a visitation from the Lord and they God would come and shower down his spirit upon their life and they was able to under to stand under the pressure that the enemy had put on them 
throughout the course of their life. Uh, can I tell you the reason why you won't be able to stand? You make it look good, but you won't be able to take what the enemy is getting ready to send your way. Because you won't go through what God has called you to go through. The old church used to call it fire in order to get the anointing. We abort every every trial that God sends our way so that he would cleanse us and he will anoint us to go through a whole lot of folk in the church now. They don't want to do what it takes. They want to say they love the Lord but they don't want to obey the Lord. They look for somebody else to follow and so they never get the anointing. I challenge you today. Look at the life of David. David was not only called, but he was chosen. And when David, David had no idea that God was looking at him, he was just a, just a lad, just a sheep herder out there praising God with no other audience but the sheep. But I dare you, can you serve God by yourself? Or do you need somebody else to high five you and tell you I enjoyed your praise. I enjoyed your testimony. But I can see We don't even have sincere praise. Sincere praise will break out in an anointing. It will change the atmosphere of the church. It will change your life. It will change the life of the hearers. We have become like the secular world. We don't even sing God a sincere song. We record somebody else's music instead of opening our mouth, lifting our head back, and giving God a praise from the depth of our soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lukewarm church, you got more priests to you. You're already about to die. And don't realize you're hanging on by a thread. It's going to take the anointing of God to get through here. You ain't going to make it. On a wing and a prayer. Hallelujah. So I can 
70 years is all the Bible is talking about. Brother, sister, you're 45. You're over halfway there. And God, and we're losing out. And God have called you to hear a word and you're not holding to the word you heard who shall sin you don't want to go so God sent me to ask you do you want to send somebody else in your place cause the mission will be accomplished to 
loose a hindering spirit to hinder the move of God to hinder the anointing a whole lot of folk got a hindering spirit to the move of God on the end time Hallelujah. Don't want to go. But don't want you to go either. Hallelujah. So they get in the house of God. The Bible called them hypocrites. And we don't want to deal with the hypocrites. As much tongue as you speak, you should have a life that it is impossible for there to be a mark on your character. Hallelujah. We got a whole a lot of invitation now. I don't know if you realize this is an invitation generation. Hallelujah. Don't want to use the pure. But want to use the lookalike. But can I talk to those of you that may be influenced on the lookalike character. When the fire comes, you won't be able to stand. That's why God is going to send the fire. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to God. A whole lot of us don't realize testing times come to pull the stuff that God don't like in us. You got to come out. Hallelujah. If you're called, don't harden your heart. If you're called, stay close to Yeah. 
This is what I have accomplished. I can see you now. Walk around your house. Got it almost the way you want it. Hallelujah to God. Got your retirement plan ready to take ease. But didn't realize there was a God that wanted you to give him this glory. You didn't do that yourself. Just like Nebuchadnezzar. Thou fool this night.
And everybody in here know whether it's what love is, even if you don't love the one you're with. Uh, and I know you caught that because I said it so you could. If you don't even love the one you with, you know what love is. Don't make me go there. Your name ain't always been what it is. God always looked for faithful men and faithful women. I want you to, I'm going to say this slow and I want you to catch it. A double-minded man is unstable in all his way. If you unstable God, then you gotta tell me how, how faithful you is at home. You lie. You speak tongues all you want to. You're unfaithful. You're unstable. That is the characteristics of somebody that is unfaithful. You are unstable. In the Bible, ain't lying on folks' character. He supports and empowers to accomplish his will. God ain't endorsing your will, and it ain't endorsing mine. It's God's will. What is God's will? For you, he has not signed on to make you rich and famous. He signed on to save you from you. To accomplish his will, where? In the earth. He don't need you in heaven. God is going to drop everything to save you? No, you got to do his will down here in order to be able to do it on earth as it is in heaven. If you ain't going to do his will down here, I know he ain't taking you up there. He already gave you the clue. workers and disciples to teach them. You know, when God calls a lot of folks, there's a lot to be taught. When he calls a few folks, they hardly know what to do. Now you can't make me believe that they ain't but a little work to be done. a lot of work to do. And the church has lost a lot of ground. And a whole lot of folks are still playing. They in the way. 
And you think God is through? Judgment got to start here before it go out there. And when God starts back up the fire, don't you? Don't be surprised who's going to die. A whole lot of churches have lost just about all they bishop boys. When the tell is called in the churches, when they add up of the, the folks that's called, it's supposed to be saints that are dying. Your mind going to be blown. Elijah was a man with nature like ours. James was too. He was human just like we are and with the faults and the weaknesses and the temptation. It's because you tempted. You can't give in. Let me give in and act like you ain't gave in. You lost the victory. You need to go back and get it. And still coming to me, I, I ain't nothing happened. Pastor, you the one got the attitude. All I was trying to be is a pastor. You ain't even trying to be the saint. Try to be the saint. I preach, you reach. Or do you want to preach and I reach? You do know that's how you got to set up, don't you? When we get off our post and our responsibility, if I stop, you can't be saved here. You do know that, don't you? He ain't speaking to no three and four folks, two and three folks. God ain't never done that. And you got to watch these dumb spirits that come in here and the reason why they come in here because you won't rebuke them. Act like you ain't got no power or authority because you deal in weakness. You love weakness. The robe here symbolize power. You ain't got no room. You ain't got no room. I'll be the first one to tell you. Me and my wife, we don't get along all the time. And you tell me you and yours, I'm going to tell you a lie. you a lot of your face. Either you following a whole bunch of orders and she still ain't you still ain't getting along because you're trying to please her to get along. It ain't going to work. God going to push you to be a man. And going to push her to be in her place. The authority in the church got to operate like God wanted to operate or nobody will be doing